Hey guys, welcome back to the show. You could probably tell from my voice, I'm getting over being sick. Uh, it wasn't anything too serious, uh, knock on wood. Um, coming off the end of it, in a way, I kind of like the way my voice sounds right now. Um, yeah, uh, we're finally here. Uh, we're in December, uh, getting close to wrapping up the year. And this is my final regular episode for the year before I do my year-end list, top albums, top songs, top EPs, and then I'll do one more episode about what I'm looking forward to in the new year. Uh, but yeah, I figured, you know, last year, and I, I think the year before, no, it was just last year, I did like a December episode, wrapping up the albums I heard in December, the new ones, and I did a separate uh, quarter four uh, Loose Ends episode, but I figured there was just so little coming out right here at the tail end of the year. I figured I would just combine the two episodes. And uh, I just, even like the two December releases that I heard, uh, the uh, Nicki Minaj and the Peter Gabriel, I, I just don't have too much to say about. Um, I really liked the Peter Gabriel. Um, but even then, um, you'll see. I, I just don't have too much to say about it, really. I, I didn't feel like doing a full-on review, really, because... It might crack my top 50, spoiler, but it, it's not an album that, at least for now, that I feel like I need to go deep into detail on. Um, but yeah, at, since I'm basically just doing a Loose Ends episode here, and that's basically combined with my uh, December episode, um, I'm just going to do it how I usually do, and I'm going to start from what I enjoyed the least and just work my way up to the top. Uh, don't have too many to talk about here. Um, I will say nothing, nothing bad. Um, you know, it takes a lot for me to say an album or an EP is just straight up bad, but, uh, these like maybe three at the bottom, um, I didn't enjoy a whole lot. I, I wouldn't go as far as saying they're, they're bad, but, um, yeah, we're just going to get into it. Uh, first we've got Shabazz Palaces with Robed in Rareness. I believe I must have heard uh, Shabazz Palaces years ago, but there's definitely a huge gap in my knowledge, um, and overall, I was just not very impressed with this one. It's very nocturnal, moody, uh, hip-hop stuff with some kind of sleepy features. It's I wouldn't say it was bad by any means, but I don't know. At the same time, though, I, I kind of struggled getting through the whole thing, and it's it's not even a very long release. I just felt pretty lukewarm on it it just it didn't interest me i remember enjoying um some shabazz palaces at one point like the dawn of diamond dreams or something was an album of his like a long time ago so i'd like to go back to some of that older stuff and I, I that you know my opinion on this seems to be the general consensus on this album um so yeah not much to say about that one D didn't really enjoy it a lot uh, then we have um, Rockstar by Dolly Parton. I can't lie, uh, this album, you know, two and a half hours worth of Dolly covering classic rock songs with a lot of the artists who originally wrote and or recorded the songs. It's a bit of a novelty, um, you, but I don't know. I, I think it stays more as something that is interesting in concept rather than wanting to sit down and listen to all two and a half hours of this, you know, maybe you pick out a few songs or something. I mean, like the version of every Beth you take by the police is, is nice. Um, she even gets sting on it. 
And, you know, she's got a great talent for singing. And, of course, the story behind it, you know, she got nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So she was like, okay, well, I need to make a rock album now. I mean, that is, it's wholesome. It's cool. But like I said, I'm not going to sit through this whole thing. It, it was, you know, I, I, it was hard to finish even once. So, you know, um, and on top of that, you basically get like true blue renditions of the song. So you're not getting anything that special. It's just the novel, the, you know, the novelty of being like, oh, I want to listen to Dolly Parton sing, uh, let it be by the Beatles. And that's pretty much it. But you know, uh, much love and respect to her. You know, I, I know she's a legend. Uh, then we have Taylor Swift with her new version of 1989. Uh, Sophie, I, I do apologize <laughs> if you're listening, but 1989 is, is an album that has not aged well for me. I remember being about 18 when the album came out and Ever since then, I feel like I have not been able to escape a lot of these songs. They've been played to death, and these new performances, these modern uh, takes on the songs and the new mixes, they don't do much to save my interest. Um, I don't know. My biggest takeaways from this are basically are you know remembering what a good song "Clean" is. Very underrated song, uh, underrated ballad from her. And "Say Don't Go" is a, is a pretty cool uh, outtake I had never heard before. Um, yeah, th I don't know, this is, it's not, it's, you know, I'm not even a big fan of hers in general, but this is, like, not, it's not the kind that I really like at the end of the day, um, I don't know. Moving on, uh, Pink Friday 2 by Nicki Minaj, kind of mixed on this one, um, long-awaited follow-up to the original Pink Friday, I, I don't know, I've never been a huge fan of Nicki, I've, I've enjoyed a few songs here and there, Especially the early stuff up to including and including the pink print, which is probably the most I've ever enjoyed her. Um, and this album is sometimes enjoyable. I think its worst sin is just the bloat. I think there are way too many songs on it. I think like 21 songs, which is a pretty common issue with big ticket pop and rap albums these days. Um, but I do think, you know... If you took the best moments, you could make a pretty good album here. You know, you've got your usual raunchy, fun ones. You've got a lot of these songs that interpolate old pop hits, which I'm kind of mixed on. Um, like, some of them, I think, work. Like, the one with Move Your Feet by Junior Senior, I think, is pretty cool. Um, some of them, I, like, the one that does Heart of Glass by Blondie, I, I don't really like that one that much. Um, you've got a few songs where she gets really personal. Um, I'd kind of like to hear her get more into that at some point, like... Uh, on the song Just the Memories, that would be cool uh, to get from her at some point. But yeah, um, kind of lukewarm, not, not a huge fan of that one either. Uh, moving up to stuff that I did like, you know, maybe not love. Uh, we've got Lovage by Timber Tamber. I don't know, I was a little let down by this. I was pretty excited as I got into his stuff last year. And it's pretty much the same spooky retro uh singer-songwriter stuff that we've gotten from him before, a very David Lynchian, but it's also not quite to the level of, like, his peaks. Um, the whole album is very pleasant, but ultimately, I don't know how much I would go back to this uh, specific project. I think it just kind of made me want to go back to uh, something from, like, the 2010s, you know? It, I don't know... <clears throat> Excuse me. If this just has a much replay value for me, unfortunately, but it's still cool to, you know, hear a new release from him. It's cool that he's still active and I've got mad respect for the guy. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, 
Then we've got Chris Stapleton with Higher. As far as Chris Stapleton goes, this isn't quite his strongest work to me. Um, he does lean into the soul elements much more on this one. Of course, he's still got the country thing, but he's, he's mixing that soul in there. And, you know, I think he's a great singer um, and I love soul music. So you'd think I would love this, but I think it's just pretty good. I, but I don't know. Um, I think for Chris Stapleton, I would rather take something from Traveler or, you know, Starting Over. I think that was what that one was called. I, I would listen to those before this one, probably. Uh, then we have Squirrel Flower with Tomorrow's Fire. Uh, very 2023 kind of uh, singer-songwriter, uh, meets shoegaze type of vibe. I don't find it personally outstanding for the genre, but it is very enjoyable all around. If you are a fan of Mitski and her contemporaries, you'll most likely find something to enjoy out of this. Uh, this is the second album I've actually heard from Squirrel Flower, and I like it even more than the first one, so I'll definitely keep listening. I feel like maybe <coughs> on the uh, next album or the one after, I might enjoy it a little bit more. Um, I still liked it, though. Uh, then we have I Love You by Teen Jesus and the Gene Teasers. Promising new band here, very spunky blend of indie rock and punk rock, uh, bombastic uh, rocking instrumentation, and also some slower, kind of heartfelt uh, ballads. I really enjoy the idea of a new uh, all-lady uh, kick-ass rock band. Uh, even if this didn't blow me away altogether, I would like to keep my ears open uh, in the future for you know how they expand on their sound. I uh, really like the song. I want to shout out Never Saw It Coming. Great, great song. Um, liked that one. Not not crazy about it, but I liked it. Uh, then we have Re, This Is Why by Paramore. Arguably the best huge mainstream rock record of the year. Gets a companion album filled with covers and remixes and one demo from the uh, This Is Why sessions. Uh, that demo titled Sanity is actually one of my favorite songs to come from the project, if not my favorite. I also greatly enjoy the Panda Bear remix of Running Out of Time. Um, I don't think any of the, um, <coughs> damn, any of the um, covers or remixes here outdo the originals, but it's still very nice to have them as uh, alternatives to, you know, the original songs. So solid stuff all around. Then we've got the Mountain Goats with Jenny from Thebes. Thebes, not her, not sure how to say that. Uh, I respect John Darnielle as a writer, um, and of course, you know, I love the classic stuff like Tallahassee, um, but yeah, I think John has done a lot in the modern age to combine uh, grand literature with indie rock, and this new album, just like uh, what was last year's called Fake Out, I think, you know, it has solid writing and instrumentation all around. I, I really like the horns. I, I know that was on the last record too, but I don't know. It lacks any kind of staying power for my personal rotation, but at the same time, it is really nice while it's on, so I'm kind of not sure <coughs> where to place uh, this among kind of ranking these, but it, you know, it's not that serious at the end of the day. Um, I don't know. I hope they'll end up as a band I get into in the future because they've got like all of the elements that you know I'd be interested in as a band, but I just haven't gotten there yet. But I'm hoping to. I'm going to try to uh, maybe try some other records that I haven't heard. I know they're very prolific. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> then we have Boys Like Girls with Sunday at Foxwoods. Going into this, I had no idea what this was going to sound like. Um, 
their original work was very much in the 2000s pop punk vein. And then they switched to country music for an album there. And now they're doing this huge glitzy um, <coughs> 80s style with slick guitars and big gated reverb drums. Uh, I think something like the 1975, but of course without the cringe lyrics you would get from the 1975. And honestly, it's my favorite sound they've done up to this point. Um, here's for more of it. I, I think they really nail it. And I like the cover too with the vintage... Uh, price tags on it. Um, really cool record all around. I, I was impressed with this one. <coughs> then we have Zuma 85 by the Alalas. Thanks to an old online friend, I can recall hearing uh, their early music all the way back in the 2010s. And I knew they were writing this psychedelic, washed out surf rock wave. Um, and I was interested in that at the time, but um, I think when I was like you know, a teenager in the early 2010s. It didn't strike me quite as much, but now I enjoy the sound even more. Um, and I decided to check this one out. And it's basically, you know, what I remembered from them, but it's good stuff all around. The whole album is Riff City. It's filled to the brim with the jangly, surfy guitar playing that I really like, you know, to do myself when I play electric guitar. So, you know, I think if this album inspired me to pick my own instrument up. I've got to give big props to it. Even if it's not going to be one of my absolute favorites of the year, uh, still a really cool record. Um, can't go wrong with you just need some easy breezy surf rock stuff. Uh, and, you know, like me, you're a guitar player and you just want to hear some cool riffs. Uh, yeah. And we got one more. Yeah, I alluded to it earlier. <clears throat> it's... <coughs> Cough's killing me here. I don't even feel that bad, but um, coughing is killing me a little bit. Um, then we have I.O. by Peter Gabriel, which I alluded to earlier. I'm no expert on Peter Gabriel by any means. I stand by the pretty common opinion that his album from 1986, So, is a masterpiece, one of my all-time favorites. Red Rain, Don't Give Up, Sledgehammer, In Your Eyes, uh, That Voice Again, so many wonderful songs, beautiful production. And I've heard pieces of his first four solo albums. I've dabbled into some Genesis here and there. Um, and even with that limited knowledge, I still think he's one of the best to ever merge the two worlds of art and pop music. And hearing this album that he's worked on for over 20 years is a real treat. His voice, of course, has aged, given that, <clears throat> you know, he is in his 70s. But, I mean, man, he still sounds like the same gruff... Uh, soulful Peter Gabriel that he's always been and the instrumentation on this album is lush and beautiful you hear the amount of work he puts into every song and not only that but the fact that he put together three different mixes of each song is impressive of course they're titled the light mix the dark mix and inside mix uh yeah if you're familiar with his music it's <clears throat> pretty much what you would expect uh huge soundscapes all over but it is proof that he's a veteran working in his element and further proof of the great art that you can make uh, no matter your age. Um, my favorites on this are Playing for Time, Road to Joy, Olive Tree, and Live and Let Live. I think this is a really solid album from Peter. Again, I don't think it's going to play super high on my year-end list, but it might creep in there. Um, all the respect and love to Peter Gabriel. I think this is a really impressive record. And, uh, you know, got to give it to him. He he 
really knocked it out of the park with the, the structure and the um, production of all of these songs. Uh, beautiful stuff. You can tell he poured a lot of time into it. And uh, if you're a fan of his older stuff, definitely check this out. I, I think it could rival, you know, I'm not an expert on, you know, all of his solo stuff, but, you know, from what I've heard, I think this could almost rival uh, some of it. Um, some great stuff here all around. And uh, yeah, again, apologies for my voice and my coughing, uh, but still, I'm feeling pretty okay. Otherwise, you know, <clears throat> just uh, wanted to go ahead and pump this episode out there. Um, pump this episode out there. That sounds weird as fuck. Uh, I wanted to drop this episode, <coughs> so to speak, and um, be on the lookout for my year-end list. They'll probably be coming like the very last week of this month, December. Um, and you know, by the time I record those, I don't think my voice will be shot like this. So yeah, uh, I'm really excited to wrap this year up. Uh, the year end list are always my favorite things to do, uh, as far as the show goes. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you next time. Uh, as always, peace and be well, and, uh, don't get sick like me.